Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Old friends and tons of football. It's easy. Simple formula. Should be a heck of a show. Welcome in to On Is Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. All sorts of stuff to get to today. We're going to get started with a all-time Grizz fan favorite and one of the great players in the University of Montana's history and a great friend of mine, Mark Mariani, Haver's Finest, he is getting inducted into the Montana Athletics Hall of Fame tomorrow evening. So he'll be back in town for family weekend as the Grizz get set to host Northern Colorado. So he'll join us here in just a minute or two. Uh, he actually is an old friend. I mean, Mark and I are the exact same age, went to college together. Uh, he lived with two of my lifetime best friends. So I got to know Mark well uh, back in the day. But also some other guys that we've known for quite some time that are, uh, have made their way back into the Big Sky Conference. We have two different Big Sky Conference head coaches joining us today. Ed Lamb, Northern Colorado. Uh, he brings his team to Missoula on Saturday. He'll join us about 4.30. And then Jason Eck at Idaho. He'll join us about 5.30. Of course, Ed Lamb was at Southern Utah from 2008 to 2015 including 2012 to 2015 in the Big Sky Conference. And, of course, Jason Eck coached at Montana State in 2015. So known these guys for quite some time. We'll also talk some high school football. Bryce Carver, the head coach of the Hamilton Bronx, will join us to preview the uh, Class A playoffs. And we got all sorts of football NFL style for you. Thursday night football coming up a little later on this evening. And uh, we have all of the uh, d- various betting lines. We'll play a little guess the lines with Brooks Nuanez and give you some of the best numbers on the board. 
This is a weird time of year right now in the NFL, so there's a lot of stuff you want to stay away from, certainly, if you are inclined to be a sports better. Uh, but we have a pretty wide-ranging conversation just about quarterback play or lack thereof, lack of quarterback consistency right now in the NFL, the reason the scores are down, uh, and, and a couple other just key storylines for teams that are on the rise, teams that maybe are on the fall, injuries you got to watch for. That's all football all the time coming up about 5 o'clock here on Nuanas Now. So there's your show outlook. Appreciate you for tuning in. No matter if you're listening on 1029 ESPN Radio, streaming on SWX Montana Television, or uh, on the ESPN MT app, except for we're not on the app right now. The app will be featuring Grizz Hockey live starting at 5.15 this evening. They play Metro State Denver. Uh, Metro State's in Denver. I guess it's Denver Metro State. I can't remember how they ever put it into perspective. But either way, uh, Metro State University is who... Montana plays uh, this evening. That starts at 5.15. So it'll be live on the app from the beginning, and then we'll drop into it right when this show gets over uh, at 6 o'clock. If you want to be a part of the show, you certainly can. We have Grizz football tickets for you to give away coming up. We also have some more tickets to Atmosphere. Atmosphere, a uh, underground but but very uh, veteran and popular hip-hop group. They'll be in Missoula next Thursday. So we got atmosphere tickets for you uh, coming up next Thursday to go send you down to the Wilma. Um, so stay tuned for that. 406-888-1029. All guests will join us via the Regis Brothers RV phone line, which is where we go right now. Welcome in an old friend, a great friend, and a young man that's getting inducted in the Montana uh, Athletics Hall of Fame this weekend. An all-time Grizz fan favorite. It's Mark Mariani here on Nuanas Now. Mark, thanks for joining us, man. What's going on? I haven't talked to you in a while. How you been, man? What is going on, brother? Good to hear your voice. Young man, dude, let's go. Haven't heard that one for a while. <laughs> the same age, so you're giving yourself a little bit of a boost there as well. Yeah, a couple young men here chatting it up. I appreciate you having me on, bro. Well, of course, uh, first of all, I have to say young man because I'm feeling old. I got all my friends going into these various Hall of Fames. We put Shan Schillinger in the Montana Football Hall of Fame last year. Colt Anderson's going in this year. You're going in this year. You got this Montana Hall of I don't feel like we're old enough for us to be Hall of Famers yet. I know. They tell you you got to have, what, 10, 15 years? Like, <laughs> oh, I'll never, get, I'll never get that far out of the game, man. I'll never be that washed up. <laughs> but, but here we are. <laughs> here we are, mid-30s, you know, just starting to get old and Super washed up, joints are hurting, backs creaky a little bit, you know, whatever, all of the, all of the above. Well, let's start with the here and now then. Let's start with just this, this honor for you. I know you're a Montana guy, grew up in Haver, walked on to Montana. The story's been well told over the years and certainly is the stuff of legend now. But now it comes all full circle and you actually do get to stand up on a stage and accept an induction into your alma mater's Hall of Fame. What do you think of this, man? It's pretty cool. Oh man, it's so crazy, bro. I am, I'm so honored. Um, I'm so grateful. You know, I just, I, I really can't believe it. it. It's really hard for me to put into words because man, my, my dream, uh, was to play for the Montana Grizzlies. And I, and I was, you know, I was a huge fan growing up. I listened to Mick Colleen every Saturday, you know, on the radio as we, as we, as I tried to learn the players' names. Uh, over the radio waves and, you know, went to a few games growing up, but just really bled maroon and silver and, and loved everything about it. And so, man, my dream was just to run out of the tunnel at Grizzly Stadium and, and go out there and have fun play games. And, you know, all that ended up happening. But I couldn't ever possibly imagine that 
um, I would end up here and and taking this stage on Friday night and, and being honored and going into the Hall of Fame here. I just it's it's so beyond what I could have ever dreamed, and especially being you know non preferred walk on and having a rough a rough start out the gate. You know, just a little bit of an uphill battle to climb. You know, to be standing here now and to be able to tell the story is just it's unbelievable. So I'm so honored and grateful and I'm so thankful that my friends and family are here to share it. And it's going to be a big time on Friday. And then obviously get to watch a, a beat down on Saturday in Washington Grizzly stadium. So it's going to be a ton of fun. Well, gotta love it, man. Congratulations to you and everybody else. We'll get back to the sort of the, the telling of your story, uh, but just give people the update right now. You're married, you live in the dad life, got a couple kids, but just give people the update. What's Mark Mariani been up to lately? Yeah, dad life, that's pretty much it. And they might even interrupt this interview. We'll see what happens. Uh, they're, they're, they're currently distracted. But, yeah, man, I, I, uh, I retired uh, a few years back, and, you know, most of my career, career was played for the Tennessee Titans. So I'm still in Nashville. I'm living there in the real estate game and have two kids, little Maverick and Romy, um, and we are just grinding, man. They keep us as busy as possible. The apple didn't fall too far from the tree with – with either of them, they're both absolutely out of control at all times. So, um, you know, I think I have a little bit of that in me as well. <laughs> as well, So um, it's coming back to bite me as a dad. But, yeah, man, just really, really taking it all in and been very fortunate to land in, in Nashville. That kind of has a lot going on. It's a pretty hustling, bustling place at the moment. So raising my family there for the time being and always looking for the – Always looking for the time that I get to come back home to Montana. So I think it's going to be sooner than later, but we'll see how that shakes out. Well, maybe we'll find a, a little way for you to have a little radio gig here in Missoula. That sounds pretty good. Hey, <laughs> sign me up, man. Sign me up. I need a, I'm, I'm a free agent, dude. The, that'll, that'll, be the, that'll be my ticket home. The, the Grizz Insider with the Hall of Famer, Mark Mariani. Maybe we'll uh, get that on the docket. Mark's joining us right now here on the Regis Brothers RV phone line. He is getting inducted into the Montana Football Hall of Fame uh, on Friday evening, the Montana Athletics Hall of Fame, rather, and uh, Montana Football Hall of Fame. That's coming up uh, on the horizon as well. Um, let's take it back to the beginning, then. I mean, you mentioned just listening to the radio, Mick Holine, the legend, uh, on the on the dial, and you know, just growing up a huge Grizz fan. You had so much success during your high school career, state championship in football, a whole bunch of success on the tennis court as well. So I, I'm sure you had a sense of belief in yourself when you decided to make the jump and walk on. But, I mean, just take us back to those days. What was it like when you were first making the decision to come to Montana? You mentioned not a preferred walk-on, so you had to basically start when school started. So, I mean, what gave you the courage and also the belief to do that? And Just take us through those early days with the Grizz. Oh, man. There, how much time do we have here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. I And you're right. You know, high, high school – we had a lot of success in, 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 you know, in everything we did. I had a great class, great friends at all. A bunch of guys played college football or, or baseball or whatever. Um, you know, but I was still undersized. I was still, you know, a scrawny little punk from Haver. And um, so I, I, I was actually offered a walk-on spot here early on, um, which kind of made me close the door to everything else and really go for it. And then as time got closer, that was pulled away and it's a long story, but the point is, is, you know, when I got here and, and like you said, a non-preferred is so different because you don't get to go to fall camp and you got to start when school starts and you're kind of the tackling dummy. But, you know, I, I, you're right. I believed in myself. Um, and I was a competitive maniac out on the football field. 
but I had a massive chip on my shoulder and I just felt like every single day I had to prove it to everybody else, you know, to prove that I belonged and to prove that I, you know, was worthy of that Jersey and to prove that I, you know, I was, I was, I should be on that team and to all the coaches that overlooked me and all that stuff, you know, I it just, it, it really fueled me for years and years. And, you know, maybe even, maybe even still is there just because that's, that's kind of my mentality. And so, you know, that having that attitude was so good for me because I didn't have the opportunity or I didn't have the luxury of looking forward. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't even dream in that moment that I was going to be an all American or even start on the team. Like I, I had to prove that first semester, like that I needed a spot for the springtime at any moment. They could just cut me and let me go and I'd be done. Like I needed to earn a spot just for the spring. So I couldn't even look forward to playing time or whatever uh, in the fall. You know, it just was kind of, it was one little goal after another. And I think that, I think that having that, that mindset and that, and that competitive spirit, you know, I was angry at everybody for not, you know, not giving me a little bit more than I thought I deserved. So I was always ready to prove myself. Well, it's a, it's a cool story and there's elements of it that have been proven time and again at Montana. And it was particularly uh, I'm not going to say common, but you saw it a couple, several times uh, under Bobby Houck. So, I mean, how much of that played an influence? I, I know Coach Houck back then and, and now, too. I mean, he has some pretty hardcore coaching techniques. He's a phenomenal coach. He's about to be one of the great – he's about to be the all-time leader in Big Sky Conference history and in total wins. But he also used to play a bunch of the guys off of each other and make sure everybody kind of had the chip on their shoulders. So how much of that influenced your mindset both early on and just throughout your career? Yeah, I mean, I think – Especially in those days, well, you know, I don't know how, how what it is the coaching style these days, but I'm, I bet it's pretty similar. But in those days, man, we just competed at all times, and we just, you know, it was sort of a, a it was sort of a very disciplined um, and no nonsense mentality, and it was, you know, it was it was very structured, and there was no there was no being late, there was no missing assignments, there was no, you know, he 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 preached on the little things and and all that. And he coached like that. And, and I, I bought in, man, I bought into all of it. And, you know, when you're, when you're undersized and, 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 you know, have the odds stacked against you and all those things, the physical tools were in it. I had to, I had to blossom a little bit when I got there my first couple of years. And so when you, when you don't have all the gifts like that, the little things matter and the little things matter to me and the way that he coached us mattered to me. And so, I, I loved that. And, you know, he coached us tough and, and it wasn't, there was not, you know, sometimes it wasn't always fun and, and snuggly or whatever, you know, it was, it was pretty brutal at times. And we had some winter condo, um, you know, mornings that were, I don't even think are legal anymore, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. But, but that's, but that's just the way we did things. And I'll tell you what, man, the, the results speak for themselves on the football field. We just, I mean, we were, we were pretty darn good those years and it was fun to be a part of that. And, you know, I think his coaching mentality had, had a lot to do with that. And, um, you know, as I progressed in my career, his, uh, you know, his, his points and his, the way he taught and the things he hammered it into my head rang true throughout the years of my, my years in the NFL as well. And, you know, it just, it was, it was fun to, it's fun to look back and, and see how, I came in as a 165-pound little punk and started hitting the weights and getting after it, and really grew into a, a true football player. And it was, you know, there was a lot of elements involved there, but definitely, 
the program I was in helped me blossom and, and you know, take it on to the next level as well. Mark Mariani joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. He is going into the Montana Athletics Hall of Fame this weekend as part of Family Weekend here at the University of Montana Grizz, hosting Northern Colorado on Saturday. Hall of Fame induction banquet is Friday night. I believe there's tickets still available, so go check out gogrizz.com or go on Grizz Ticks. You can probably find some still. Mark, of course, a all-time record-setting receiver out of Haver High School. Still holds a whole bunch of single-season and career records there uh, at Montana. But the thing that was so impressive about uh, your group, uh, Mark, is, is even though you had individual standouts, just the, the, the cohesiveness. And, and I always think back to when we were freshmen and, and pretty much everybody, that, especially the guys from Montana, redshirted. And then the the run you guys went on, I mean, 31-1 in the Big Sky Conference, 51-6 and six overall. I mean, those are... Those are records that are never going to be touched, in my opinion. Uh, and you know, unless Montana or Montana State can can reach that level again. But I mean, at this point, it's it's pretty far out there. What do you think was just the, the key elements, or why were you guys such a cohesive group, and how much did that cohesiveness play into your team success uh, during your career? Dude, man, you hit it on the head, and I I I don't. And it's one of those things, man, where. You knew all those guys, Coulter, and, and, and we were around. I, it, we 100% of the time, we lost the warm-up battle. We would take the field and go, God dang, these guys are on something different, boys. we got to have our chin straps strapped tight today. I mean, these guys are jacked up, you know, ready to, you know, foam at the mouth, you know, whatever it was. But, man, you know, while we were in that moment and going 51-6 and six and, you know, winning every – Big Sky Conference Championship and doing it week after week after week, we didn't know any better, man. We just, we loved each other. We played for each other. We believed in each other. And I knew, at, I just never, ever took the field. And we just expected to win every time we ran out the tunnel. And, and every single time, and there was never a doubt in anyone's mind that we wouldn't come off the field. And I don't know if it's confidence or arrogance or what it was, but like, we just knew something was going to happen. Somebody was going to make a play. I knew Shan Schillinger was going to make a play or Colt or, or whoever. I knew the defense would come up with a huge sack and we get the ball back. And, you know, there was just never a doubt. And I don't think you can coach that. I just think that it comes over time and we had something special. And so then you, you don't realize it when you're in it. It's just what you, what you are and what you do and how you run your program and how you work. And then you realize as you get older and away from it, and look back and talk to you however many years later and go, 51 and six, man, that is outrageous. And it's, it's amazing. I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it. And I've coached a couple of seasons of high school football now. And, and I've talked to coaches and I was just with Colt Anderson last week, having too many staff gorillas. And we're trying, we're trying to figure it out too. We're going, how, how do you coach that? How do you build that? And we just had a group, man, that just, were different and I think you're right I think you hit it on the head I think there was a lot of Montana boys that loved each other and we cared about it and we just wanted to win and individual success mattered to absolutely no one we just wanted to win and we took the field with that confidence every time we ran out of the tunnel and we were just different man and it's it was so special and um if I could bottle it up and explain it to you I would but it just it was a great group and and um it was a, you know, starting out, it was a pretty ragtag crew. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> All of us just, 
young bucks, man, our senior class was just full of, full of just, you know, just dirty, you know, Montana boys who were just kind of taking the field. We wanted to inflict pain. I mean, I think even as receivers, we were out there cutting and, and doing nasty stuff in the run game. It was like kind of just ugly style for the most part, but we just loved it, man. And so I, I don't know. We had a lot of fun. And like I said, when you have discipline and you coach that way and you have some dudes in your locker room who, who preach it and love it and lead and, and carry the flag, the results take care of themselves. And, and they always did. And it was definitely a special run. And I'll never, ever you know, forgive or forget or whatever that we don't have another number hanging up in the stadium, dude. I'll never let it go that we lost two national championships. So that's the one thing I lose sleep at night still thinking about, but pretty much everything else we checked off the list. Mark Mariani here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Just a couple more things for you, man. First of all, I mean, that winning mentality, I think, was best personified in that first playoff game during 2009 on the way to the, the second straight national championship game. You guys are down 41-14 to South Dakota State, and it looks like you're dead in the water. Not so fast. You had that huge kick return, and then all of a sudden it starts snowballing, and, and that's one of the greatest comebacks in any sport I've ever seen. 17 years covering the Big Sky Conference. There's nothing that I can think of that compared to that. So, I mean, that, that's a game that's still talked about now, and with South Dakota State being back and, you know, on top of, of the entire FCS world, uh, I, I think that, I mean, that was the first time they had made the playoffs, so it's a part of their history, too. But, I mean, what do you remember about that afternoon at Washington Grizz? Oh, so special, man. I don't know. It's <laughs> now it's in this, you know, this folklore, I guess. And it, it, I mean, it's, it was another special day, man. But I, even that day, you know, I, I couldn't fathom how they just kept making these plays. They were blocking punts and we were turning the ball over and, you know, it was just surreal. And, you know, we were seniors, bro. And I was, you know, we're sitting there and, I don't think there was panic, you know, especially at halftime. There's no panic, whatever. But when we came, I think halftime comes and we come back out and we just know we're going to route these guys, right? We just had know we are. Well, you know, three quarters of the third quarter goes by, 10 minutes of the third quarter goes by, and we're still getting absolutely spanked around. And I'm just, everyone's like, what is going on here? I just never, I never remember losing belief, even in that moment. You know, did I think we were going to win? I don't know. But I knew we were going to scratch and claw, even if we were down 20. They were gonna, we were going to inflict some pain so they would hurt the next week. And I'll tell you what was crazy about that and something I'm really proud of. I didn't return kicks all year um, that yeah. up until that game. I, I think I had three or four that year, and I started off, and then we just kind of went, hey, let's not do that, um, and, and I, with whoever. But that, that, one, I, that one in particular, he just said, get out there, we go, you know, whatever, go return this kick. And, I, you know, me, I'm like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I've been waiting. You know, I cut my teeth as a, as a return man, as a sophomore and junior, whatever. So I love punt and kick return, man. So I just went, oh, yes, here we go. But it's not like I've been doing it anyway. So to be able to do that and, you know, looking back, it sparked everything and whatever. But even when I returned that one, you can see in the highlight, I'm, I'm jacked. I'm I'm so jacked, but I'm kind of just standing there going, "All right, we're now we're only down three touchdowns." <laughs> you know, it's like it's like we got a long way to go here, boys. But anyway, getting that one and and hitting the sideline, and man, it was it was a beautiful feeling when you when you crease somebody on kick return. 
you could feel it right away, and it's a beautiful thing. So when I took it down the sideline, I thought, ooh, let's go, man. There was nobody stopping me from getting to the north end zone. Mark Mariani here on Nuance. Now, two more things for you, man. One, one phenomenon, too, that I think is so fascinating is, you know, we talk about the Montana roots of so many guys that were in your class, that 20, 2009 class. Uh, but I, I think there's a definitive factor there, too, coming from small towns in Montana and already knowing that you're representing from some, for something bigger than yourself. You, you knew that you were representing for Haver, and Shan knew he was representing for Baker, and Colt for Butte, and, you know, and I think that sort of unity and doing it for the state of Montana is so big time. And then I also think just the working-class nature of those towns uh, have an influence on the way you grow up, too. So, I mean, have you considered that, and what do you think of just the way you grew up and the influence that had on your football career, both at Montana and in the NFL as well? Oh, dude, no doubt. I mean... I just, I think, especially the group of guys that I was around, man, we, we knew each other and we, and we grew up playing against each other from all over the state. And, you know, I just, I just think it meant more to us and the front of the Jersey, you know, meant more to us than, than other people, you know, it's just, it, there was something special about it. And like I told you, when we started, you know, my dream was, my dream was to wear that jersey running out the tunnel. Like, <laughs> I didn't have, you know, I, I couldn't believe, I, I couldn't have dreamed this big. So, you know, all I wanted to do was wear that across my chest. I was an, it was an honor to, to represent the Haver Blue Ponies and, and the state of Montana and to be a small-town kid. And I think, you know, I, I just think about the glory days. I call them the glory days. But I think about that time period and, and everything and, you know, you do a lot more coverage than I do, but it just feels like when it's built around the 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 blue collar Montana boys, it just feels like those are the times when success really takes off, and, yep. and it feels like that's when the most success has happened for the University of Montana. And, I, and, I, and that's not factual; that's my heart talking a little bit. But I just I just feel that way, and we were no different, man. We just small town guys out there just just grinding, and like I said. There was some. We were a tight knit crew who just believed and loved, believed in each other and loved each other, and just didn't have a clue what we were doing. We knew we were just going to go fight somebody for sixty minutes, and we felt like that would be enough. And the W's just kept racking up. And you know what was awesome? I know I'm getting long winded here, but it's awesome when you do that, and you know that the target is on your back. And for two years, for my junior and senior year, we were ranked in the top three, I think, in the entire country, both years. And so every time somebody suited up against you, that you had the target on your back and you were getting their best shot. And that was so much fun to be a part of, dude. You knew that they had circled that game. We were so many people's homecomings. We, everybody wanted to beat us. And they just couldn't figure out a way. We were just a little bit too scrappy for everybody else. And it was just, I don't know, man. It was a lot of fun and definitely built around the Montana boys. Well, last thing for you then, and I always ask people this because I'm going to be writing your your um, bio for the Montana Football Hall of Fame as well next year, and I just feel like people that haven't played football, we we all love football. America loves football. That that's obvious, but. But there's a certain element of football that just has a profound influence on your life, no matter when you get done playing football. Even if you just play high school football, you, you know what it's all about. So for you, I mean, what did your experience at Montana do for you for the rest of your life? And, and how does how has it influenced you just as a man and the, and the guy you are now? Oh, dude, that's, 
That's a hard question, man, because it's it's literally everything. Like I, I you know, I kind of said I I came here as an angry little Italian kid, 165 pounds soaking wet, didn't really know what the weight room was, and a competitive a competitive dude who loved winning, but like I need, you know, I was pretty raw and I needed a little help. And the, you know, I, the University of Montana means means absolutely everything to me. And I, I, I was angry about how it started. I was really upset about how it started, and I felt like I was always um, looking for, you know, I just had to earn everything. I had to earn all the respect. I had to earn, you know, my my spot. I had to earn every, nothing was given to me and that's okay. But I was angry at the time, but looking back now, like, I don't think I'd be having this conversation with you if that wasn't the road I took. I needed that extra little motivation and, or whatever you want to call it. And I shut off that. And, you know, it was all because of the university of Montana, man. And I, I love this place um, so much. It means so much to me and my family. And, um, you know, I, I owe it all to, everybody around here. I was walking around on campus yesterday and seeing all the same old faces and it's just awesome. And it was a great time. And, um, you know, I don't know that everyone, I, I just, I have such fond memories of everybody around here. And so, and then going on to the NFL, man, it was ingrained in me, the stuff we did here and, and, and winning became a lot harder up there and, and you realized how special your time was here. And so anyway, I love the guys I played with and the coaches that were around, and my time here was extremely special to me. Mark Mariani going to the Montana Athletics Hall of Fame Friday night in preparation for family weekend here at the University of Montana. Mark, congratulations, man. Thanks for spending so much time with us. Really proud of you, and I don't feel as old now that we rehashed all the old memories. So thanks for being <laughs> here, buddy. You're the man. Great to hear your voice, my brother. We'll talk to you. We'll, be, we'll see you very soon. There you go. One of the best. I really do feel it is like rather weird to be uh, now old enough where all the guys that I was hanging out with and running around with back in the day are, are going into the Hall of Fame of some sort. You're like, oh, oh man, I remember when I thought guys were going to the Hall of Fame were old. And then I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm kind of old now too. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. But I mean, it's it's impossible to, to overstate um the journey that Mark Mariani went on, I mean, the, the things that he was able to conquer in his career, but also just the, the fierce competitiveness, as he described there himself. I mean, he, he mentioned the part where he hadn't returned kicks all year until that South Dakota State game. I remember being on the, the in the stands, right in the front of the student section in that game, and he checked himself in. I mean, he's like, we got to go. And then he takes it back to the house. I mean, unbelievable. One of the great moments in Grizz football history, and congratulations to... Uh, a great friend and uh, an all-time great Grizz for his induction. One of four going into the Montana uh, Athletics Hall of Fame on Friday night uh, down at the university. We're late. Of course we are. Ed Lamb, Northern Colorado, next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. 
mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Welcome back. No, it's now ESPN Radio. You want to go to the Grizz game Saturday? We got some tickets for you. Call right now. Call number 3-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number 3. Northern Colorado at Montana. Saturday, we got tickets. 406-888-1029. Our Big Sky coverage continues here on ESPN Radio as well as SkylineSportsMT.com. We're joined now by Ed Lamb, the head coach of the Northern Colorado Bears. They're in Missoula. Saturday afternoon, Coach Lamb. Thanks for taking a minute, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I mean, you know, you know, we're uh, we're searching hard for success here, and uh, you know, everybody's down about that. But um, excited about the task at hand, and excited to go up and play a really good Montana team. Well, we talked in the off season about some of these challenges you you, you were facing at Northern Colorado. Now that you're you know seven games into it, what has been maybe affirmed and and what have been some of the the challenges thus far out there for you guys at UNC? You know, I, I predicted that we would be competitive. I I feel like that um, I, I feel like that the previous coaches have recruited well here, and um, yet you know from a from a leadership and character standpoint, I just I don't think that we've been quite ready to get over the hump. I don't think our guys uh, expect to win, and I don't. And as coaches, we failed to be able to instill that in them. And and some of that's just been uh, the fact that we've had you know losses stack up, and it, it can hurt um, anybody's confidence. But you know, I feel really confident every week with um, the effort that the boys are putting in. And um, I feel like that there are there's tremendous potential in this program. So I'm really proud to be uh, the UNC Bears head coach, uh, both for the boys who are here now and, and those who will be here in the future. I, you know, I, um, I I can't say that I'm you know I'm going to recruit any better than what uh, has been happening around here for a long time. But I, I do know that uh, we can develop players at uh, in a different and unique way. And, you know, I don't say that because it's, you know, it's, it's something that I think I'm special at or u- unique uh, or our staff is. I just think that as coaches, we get what we emphasize. And I, I believe we emphasize that more than, than anyone else. We really hang our hats on player development. Well, just the, the art of learning how to win. I mean, that's so elusive. I mean, I'm sure if you could find the, the proven specific uh, guaranteed formula, you'd be a billionaire. But, I mean, what are the steps that go into to sort of changing that mentality? Well, I can tell you just, I mean, specifically, I, you know, I don't know that I'm the, 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 the end all authority, uh, you know, to answer a question like that because it's, you know, it's kind of a global question, but, um, you know, just specifically for us this season, what I've noticed is that you know, we tend to start, uh, you know, at least since we've gotten into conference and kind of found out who we are and, and, and established a little more of an identity of, of what we're doing on offense, defense, and special teams and who we're actually putting in the game. Uh, from that point, I think we've played well, and in, in, you know, in, in generally speaking, in first and third quarters, I think I think we come out of the locker room with 
with good plans and good confidence and, and we're ready to go and the, and the boys are playing hard. And then, you know, um, when, when the game or the half has been on the line and, and, you know, things are really um, getting to those critical times during, during the game, I think at that point, some of our, our routes are coming up short. Some of our finishes uh, on the offensive line aren't as good. Um, timing on offense uh, overall, I think is, is it becomes a problem in those moments. And defensively, losing our technique, you know, uh, the technique that would be that got us there in the first place and made it a competitive game. At, the, at that point, we're abandoning technique and, and trying to do something special or outside of the ordinary, playing outside of the system. Those are the things that, that keep showing up for us right now to the point where we're not able to, to get over that uh, threshold. I, I, you know, I, if you study our scores, we're, we're one, one additional stop and one additional score away from being 4-0 in the league. It is fascinating because you guys have been in pretty much every game. And I mean, I watched the game against Weber State and certainly uh, missed opportunities uh, down the stretch. Uh, and same thing with Sacramento State as well. Ed Lamb here on Nuanas Now, Northern Colorado head coach. Uh, all that said, I mean, it seems like you guys have made some progress. And I mean, I know it's hard to, to quantify when you're still searching for that first win. But you mentioned just the, the effort and the competitiveness. What have you liked specifically about your team so far that, that does give you the confidence moving down to the last month of the year? Well, so far they've been the mentally toughest team that I've been around, uh, and and I've I've had good fortune been around you know, as a player and and coach, uh, assistant and head coach, been around uh, championship teams, and and you know I've been doing it long enough too, where I've been through the ups and downs, and I and I've been around teams that aren't uh, doing so well and and are disappointed. These guys have just continued to come to work uh, every week, continued to believe in each other, continue to fight really hard. We have spirited practices we have excellent weight room sessions guys are you know guys come in early in the morning for for extra meetings and extra video review they stay after practice and, and work hard on their craft and and so just you know in so many ways I'm, I'm just as proud as can be as is what we're doing here and yet you know i own the the record and and the the, the win-loss record that we have hurts it's it's uh it's embarrassing it's, it's shameful i've failed to be able to get these guys over the hump and get that uh, that elusive victory, and and th- that's all I want to see right now is for them to have the opportunity to celebrate in a locker room after a hard fought game and feel like they accomplished something worthwhile, and that all their work is is worthwhile. What what in your opinion has emerged just as as strengths of your team, things that you you, you can lean on? I think that um, yeah, I think that the the play of our quarterback um, Jacob Sermon has you know, given us a chance to get some of our running game going. I think that uh, teams recognize that he has the ability to get the ball uh, anywhere on the field. We're not, we're not always able to do that successfully, and it, it certainly you know, sometimes that's, that's on uh, Jacob and sometimes that's on the offensive line and sometimes that's, that's on the receivers. But I do believe we have that kind of potential, and that's really what we're dealing with at this point is, okay, what kind of potential do we have to be better? What type of potential do we have to improve? to the point of, of coming out with a victory. And I, and I think that's where, for us, it has to start. We've got a young offensive line that, that will be really good uh, at some point in the future. I don't know if that future is, is this Saturday or the Saturday after or next year. You know, we'll, we'll kind of we'll, we'll find out. I know that they're improving rapidly, and, they, and they're hanging in there. Um, and, and the same with our receiver group. We've had a, you know, a little bit of a revolving door at, at receiver and a lot of guys in that uh, mix. And so you know, I think they're getting better every week. 
I really like our running backs and, and the potential that they bring, but so much of that is, is predicated on being able to keep teams honest and not uh, stack the box against us. But David Fari and, and Darius Stewart and Jacques Robinson, all those guys we feel like are, are excellent uh, with the football, have excellent vision, balance, and, and are as good as any other backs that, uh, that we see you know, around, around FCS football. We feel fortunate in that way. And then I think that defensively we've got a we've we've got a lot of heart and uh, we hang in there keep keep ourselves in games and uh, just keep playing for the pride of of wearing the Bears uniform and and that's you know giving us a chance to to feel what it's like to be in the games in the fourth quarter. Ed Lamb here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. He's the head coach in Northern Colorado. Bears are in Missoula. First home game at Washington Grizzly Stadium in about a month and the last game of October uh, for these two teams. And coach, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about uh, your one of your quarterbacks, Jacob Sermon. I know he has Montana ties. His dad, David, played at, at Montana. So, um Certainly, I mean, he probably is familiar or more familiar with Missoula and Washington Grizz than maybe some of your other guys. So, um, I mean, how do you sort of mitigate that factor, or, or does that even have any influence on Saturday? You know, I, I, I don't know. That's a really good question. I think it'd, it'd be a good one for him. We've talked about it, you know, briefly over the off season and, and even uh, this week. I think, you know, any any familiarity, whether it's uh, you know veterans who have been around the league. Um, you know, uh, the avenging of, of losses, uh, you, you know, um, showing showing out good in front of family and friends, um, you know, getting the chance to play a ranked team, all of those things kind of, um, I think, are plugged into the the, the matrix of, of uh, and the puzzle of, of what motivates young guys this age. But, uh, you, you know, I know I know he comes motivated every week into every practice, and so I I think in many ways it'll, it'll just it'll, the the biggest aspect of this game from a motivational standpoint for Jacob is going to be a lot like it is for the rest of the team. We're we're playing an excellent football team. Was really hitting their stride, and we're playing them in, in the what I consider the premier venue and 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 not just FCS football, but uh, but certainly it's in the top five of, of any place that I've been. And you know, I can go down the list of some of the places I've been lucky to be in. And uh, you know, Washington Grizzlies right there at the top. Well, let's talk about this matchup then. Um, it, it, you, you said it. I mean, it seems like Montana's hit their stride these last three games. So um, when you turn on the film, what are your uh, biggest concerns? What do you think are the biggest keys to the matchup when you're playing the Grizzlies? Sure. Uh, you know, it, you know, there's uh, <clears throat> Coach Howell, um, you know, just seen him over the years and, and coached against him. It's just an head coach. And, you know, I, I think the, the formula for him is consistent and the winning is consistent. It, it's going to start with, with uh, aggressive um, defense and a lot of pride on on defense and special teams, and those go hand in hand. And then and then offensively, it's going to be you know they're, they're, it's going to be explosive, but it's going to be you know a, a physical nature and um, you know one that's complementary to the defense and to the special teams. And I think they're at the point with with recruiting and development and and as an overall program where they really can. Uh, kind of impose their identity into the the roster year after year, and so I I see what I would have expected to see. What you know, the day I got the job at UNC, a, a tough physical football team, top to bottom. I think that you know when when uh, they made the the quarterback switch, that allowed them to get a little bit more um, physical and and ball control oriented on offense. But the explosive plays are still there. You can see that against uh, Idaho, and and then the ability to run out run out the clock late and, and uh, keep Idaho's offense off the field. That was a tremendous victory for them. 
One part about the Grizz that's just tried and true, especially in the, in the second go-round under Coach Houck, is just how much pressure that they bring. And I know they had a, a tough time getting to the quarterback early on in Big Sky play, but then the dam broke and, and they had six sacks against Idaho a couple weeks ago. Uh, but, I mean, they're going to bring pressure from all angles, Coach. So, I mean, how do you go about mitigating that? And, and what do you just think of the challenge of, of facing the Grizzlies' front six? Yeah, you know, I, I think all of it starts with, with 99. You know, they're For not, sure. Um, as you said, they're not um, shy about about bringing the pressure. And, and I think to some degree with um, with cadences and, and snap counts and just uh, studying their, their video hard enough, it's, it's it's not too difficult to tell uh, when the blitzes are coming and even even where they might be coming from. You know, it's just, I don't I don't want to say that they're um, you know you know predictable to the point of being susceptible, but they're they're not they're not hiding it. And uh, I think it's part of their identity. And they and they want to get up in there. They want to blitz from seven or eight yards away and and uh, out wide. You know, sitting over the slot, they're gonna they're gonna get up in there and really test the quarterback and the offensive line. And but the thing that makes it hard is even though they might be you might be able to sniff out, you know, the, the blitz and where it's coming from. You still got to deal with with number ninety nine, and whether you're, uh, you know, whether you're going to have to single protect against them or get them blocked somehow in the run game, and and that's really where, to me, where it's all all built around. He makes that thing go. Hundred percent, Alex Gubner, definitely one of the best interior guys, not only in the Big Sky but in the entire country as well. Ed Lamb, Northern Colorado head coach, joining us here on Nuanas Now. UNC in town on Saturday to take on Montana. Uh, how about when Montana has the ball? Then, coach, I mean, they they've been doing a lot of different stuff with uh, their big quarterback, number seventeen, Clifton McDowell. Uh, seems like they've simplified some things for him and allowed him to get out on the edge and, and get ball get the ball to this playmakers. So, um, just having a guy that can run a little bit and, and also elude a pass rush. What sort of challenges that what do you think of the montana offense yeah you said the number 17 it, you know I, I think it does uh really start with him there are other tremendous players around him you know in the in the backfield and out on the edge and the offensive line is you know they're, they're uh just consistently big and, and play with length and getting better but I, I think you know the key to their offense and what i've been impressed with is just like the, the way that they've um improved on the offensive line and you know maybe maybe just uh, more of a of a, a confidence issue, they they seem to be playing with a tremendous amount of confidence and uh, more finished than they were earlier in the season. And then uh, the quarterback, uh, seventeen, he's he's playing with a lot more confidence as well. I mean, I can just you can see it every pass he throws, he becomes a little bit more confident, and um, and see it in his demeanor, the way he carries himself, and, and his belief. And of course, he's got the the dual threat to, to keep the defense very honest. Well, you mentioned it. I mean, the venue is always a huge part of this matchup when the game is in Missoula. And, uh, you know, we've seen teams throughout the years have a hard time with it. We've also seen teams play off of it and thrive a little bit because it is such a fun place to play. So uh, how do you go that route? I mean, how do you sort of empower your guys to sort of embrace this moment? Because it is going to be a, a fun atmosphere on Saturday afternoon. Yep. that's the You just said the key. It's, uh, you know, that environment can, can be... A, mo- a little bit of a motivator and, and, and excitement to get the adrenaline going for either team. It's really to me about uh, who's got who's got momentum and who's able to steal momentum and, and make plays at the right time. It can feel like as a visiting team, if if you're not doing well, it can just feel like um, things are snowballing very quickly because the, the crowd is so excited and so into it, and and the venue is such a an impressive place. And I think that, you know the opposite is true. If if you, if you can get in there and and play well and, and feel some pride in what you're doing. Then it, it takes the crowd out of it a little bit. And um, it's kind of exciting. We can go into any, any big venue and, and uh, you know, silence the crowd. 
Atlanta, Northern Colorado, Bears in town on Saturday afternoon. Last thing for your coach, just uh, keys for your team or just things you want to see, things you hope to see? Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. Um, really would like to see the the type of execution, you know, that, that we that we bring to early in the half. So I'd, I'd like to see that down the stretch. And I think there's a challenge there for our coaches as well. You know, I think our, uh, the teams that we're playing are – are making adjustments on on coaching staffs and uh, and and you know we've got to counter adjust on that uh, within our system and not be scratching stuff up on the sideline but be you know but be uh, willing to adjust um, to what's going on in the game and, and our players have to respond to that and then be able to be able to execute uh, like they do in practice every day and, and I can tell you you know some at some point the the Bears are going to break through and and uh, and be a force in the Big Sky and I don't know if that's you know, I don't know if that's Saturday or you know, I'm not a fortune teller, but uh, at some at some point that's going to happen, and we're just going to keep working toward that end. And that I think will will continue to be the goal is just to to be able to close out halves and uh, and be more competitive down the stretch when the game's on the line. Coach, we really appreciate the time, man. Best of luck, travel safe. Look forward to seeing you on Saturday. But in the meantime, good luck with the rest of the week, and thanks for making some time today. Likewise, Cole. It's uh, it's a bold statement. But but Ed Lamb doesn't. Uh, I mean, he he doesn't speak in hyperbole. He's very straightforward, uh, tempered, and and classy coach, as you can tell there by that interview. But he said, the the most mentally tough team I've ever coached, and it's not close. That's fascinating because he had some really mentally tough teams at Southern Utah. He's been at BYU the last several years, and they certainly don't lack any toughness there in Provo. So uh, we'll see. It'll be an interesting challenge uh, for Northern Colorado coming to the belly of the beast at Washington Grizzly Stadium and. Uh, Interesting challenge with so many big-time games looming for Montana to not stub their toe this weekend against the winless uh, visitors from UNC. Take a break from the uh, college football world, talk some high school football. Bryce Carver, next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. All sorts of stuff going on in the wide world of sports. We'll get to as much of it as we can today and certainly fill in the blanks tomorrow. But we have state championships set for soccer. We'll give you that update here just a little bit. You heard it there in the Sports Center if you're tuning in on ESPN Radio. Thanks to Andrew Houghton for uh, cutting that and giving us an update. High school football playoffs also start tomorrow as well. Bit of root breakdown. Juan has now. It's brought to you by Farmer State Bank. And joining us this week, Hamilton head football coach Bryce Carver. The Bronx finished the regular season 6-2. and two. They're going to play in the first round of the Class A state football playoffs this week against Big Fork. Coach, thanks for taking the time this week. Yeah, absolutely. I always like, like getting a chance to talk to you guys. Well, let's start with uh, let's start by looking back at the end of the regular season. You guys were five and zero. Then you took two, two losses to Dillon to Corvallis. You were able to bounce back and beat Polson in the final game of the regular season. Just now, looking back on it, what did you take away from from your guys' regular season? 
Yeah, you know, it, it was one of the weirder regular seasons I've ever been a part of. Um, you know, we were we were rolling pretty good, and then um, you know lost our lost our quarterback to an incident, and, and halfway through the Frenchtown game, and um, you know he's got to, he had to sit out the next week, and so down in Dillon when you when you don't have a quarterback that definitely makes things tough and and then we lost uh you know our second best o-line d-line guy who's an all-state kid to a knee injury in the dylan game um and our running back uh didn't play in that game he's out for the year as well so uh you know when you go bang bang um with corvallis and dylan and then and then our quarterback ended up dislocating his elbow in the halfway through the corvallis game as well so uh, just a lot of stuff happened in, in a very short period of time, um, you know, that, that kind of caused us to get, you know, out of what we do. Um, we, we, we've, we've lost some really about four really quality, good football players um, off the team right now due to injuries. And, uh, you know, it's definitely made things a lot more difficult and, and taken our team in a, in a different route. But um, the kids we got going are, are doing good and they're battling and, um, you know, we're moving forward. Yeah, well, with that, how good was it to bounce back against Polson last week? I mean, you guys win going away 33-13. to uh, I, I imagine with so many new players, so many new faces in the lineup, that was pretty good at least to see going into the playoffs. Yeah, you know, that's kind of that positive. Uh, you know, after dropping two and, and having to make some changes and some guys who normally don't get to play are, are playing a lot now. And uh, to be able to go up to Polson, who's a quality football team and, and has good athletes, and for us to be able to come away with that, you know, a good win, it, it's definitely a, uh, a positive going forward here as we as we get into the playoffs. Well, who are the new names for you guys who you've you've had to rely on here late in the season? Because we know you guys have had Tyson Bauder at quarterback, Andrew Frederick at running back. Sounds like those guys are out. Who, who are you? Who's stepping up for you this late in this season? Yeah, you know, at quarterback we moved, uh, you know, Lucas Lant from tight end to quarterback. Uh, you know, he he's a three time or will be probably a three time All State kid, and he's played a lot of football for us, and and he's just a guy we trust to be able to. Uh, manage the offense and you know we've got some younger kids we could have put in at quarterback but it's it's pretty critical time in big situations right now so uh, we're trusting a kid that that's played a lot of football and um, he's done a great job and he's played he's had to do it before in in some things and um, and then we moved another senior Clayton Beal into the running back spot and he's he's played linebacker and kind of been a backup running back for us all year not a lot of carries on the year but um, he's definitely getting his chance now to, to play. Bryce Carver, head coach of the Hamilton Bronx, joining us for the Bitterroot Breakdown this week on Nuanez Now. Bronx playing in the first round of the Class A state football playoffs for the first time in, in a while, taking on Big Fork this weekend. Of course, Big Fork newly moved up to Class A last offseason. What do you think about that matchup? I mean, that's a team that had dominated in a lower classification for years, had a really good team in Class B for years and years come up, and they, they, were, they were pretty good this first season in Class A. What do you think about that matchup with Big Fork this weekend? Yeah, they're, you know, Coach Ben up there, he's obviously been around the game a long time. He's a very good coach, and um, I have a lot of respect for him. And, and, and he's got a really, really good team uh, going forward. You know, they dropped a couple in the year that I bet they wish they could have back um, when you when you watch film. And 
um, you know, would probably put them at a lot higher seed than what they're at. And, and I think they're a lot da- more dangerous than a, than a six seed. Um, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to be a very real tough matchup for us this weekend. They do some really good things. They've got a great quarterback, a great running back, a great tight end and, and good old linemen. And, and they, they do a lot of good things that are, uh, are going to be hard for us this week. And, um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, you know, 20 degrees and snowing and true, true Montana playoff weather. So, um, I think who can manage the weather and, and take care of the football, um, you know, and execute is going to come out on top on Friday. Well, then from there, it doesn't get any easier for Hamilton if they do get by Big Fork this weekend. Winner of that game plays Fergus County, who gets a bye, and that's the defending state champion. And then also in your side of the bracket is Dillon, who's the number one team in Class A this year. What have you told the kids just, just going into the playoffs? Is it is it same message as usual? Yeah, you know, obviously we're in a spot that we haven't been in in seven years or eight years it is now, so... Um, I just told our kids it's a great opportunity to keep playing football and we're going to just take things week by week. We're not really worried about, you know, next week because, you know, it's winter go home. And so uh, we're fully focused on Big Fork and um, on Friday and, and whatever happens, we'll move on and, uh, you know, take next week as it comes. There you go, Bryce Carver, head coach of Hamilton High School football. The Bronx, 6-2 and two overall this season, taking on Big Fork. In the first round of the Class A state football playoffs this Friday at home there in Hamilton. Coach Carver, always welcome on the Bitterroot Breakdown here on Nuanez. Now, Coach, good hearing from you again. Good to catch up with you. Good luck this week, and uh, and thanks for your time. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Coach Carver. Thanks to Andrew Houghton for providing that Bitterroot Breakdown presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Grizz Hockey's on the road. They're down in Colorado. Their puck drop is in about, I don't know, 12, 13 minutes. Want to catch the action? You can find it on the ESPN MT app. You can also go watch it. Buffalo Wild Wings right across the street from us here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. Buffalo Wild Wings here on Radio Way. Streaming all the Grizz Hockey games all season long. Hour 1 of the Bucks, Hour 2 coming at you. Best bets in the NFL. Plus... Look at the game of the week in the Big Sky and the FCS. Idaho at Montana. Excuse me, Montana State at Idaho. Idaho head coach Jason Eck joins us in hour number two as well. That's next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 